Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy. This is podcast number 184. And today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash healthy, wealthy, smart. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to it on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. Again, go to audibletrial.com slash healthy, wealthy, smart for your free audiobook download and free 30-day trial. Check it out. Okay, today's podcast is a recap of the PPS meeting that took place a couple of weeks ago in Orlando, Florida. So for those of you who aren't familiar, PPS stands for the Private Practice Section of the American Physical Therapy Association. They have an annual meeting, and this year it was in Orlando, Florida, where you have physical therapists from all over the country and from other parts of the world coming together to talk about the business side of physical therapy. This year was my first year going, and I have to say, I definitely felt it was worth it. I met a lot of really great people, got to meet people in person that I have only known virtually, so that's always a lot of fun. The keynote speakers that I saw were Gary Vaynerchuk and Daniel Pink, and they were both excellent. A lot of great information, a lot of energy, and I also got to talk to a lot of other PTs from all over the country, which is fantastic. So aside from the keynote speakers, there are different sessions going on all day long for the entirety of the conference. And the conference, there was a pre-conference courses on Wednesday, and then it was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, it was really great, great connecting with people that I don't get to see too often, and great meeting new people, learning new stuff, and, and really helping to give you some great ideas to kind of move your business forward. So if you've never gone before and you're a business owner, I really suggest going. I think it's really well worth it. If you're not a business owner or you're thinking of maybe one day being a business owner, go. You'll make contacts, you'll meet people, you'll get great advice, both in and out of the uh, formal sessions. And let's say you work in a clinic. You don't know if you plan on owning your own or not, but I think you should go because you can bring back great stuff that you can add to your clinic, add to where you work, make where you work a better place, a happier place. It's just a win-win for everyone all around. So in today's episode, uh, Dr. Sandy Hilton and I were sort of roaming around the PPS conference and grabbing people and asking them what they thought of the keynote speakers, what they thought of the sessions they went to, and what they were going to use from this conference when they went back to work the following week. So Sandy and I had a great time, some wonderful, wonderful people, great responses, lots and lots of fun. So you're in for a treat. Now, this Thursday for the Thursday Quickie, you're going to get my full take on the conference. So I'll go into a little bit more detail as to what the two keynote speakers were and some of the sessions that I attended. So you can look for that on uh, this Thursday's Quickie. Hopefully that will probably only be about 15 minutes or so. Okay, so before we get into this week's episode, I just want to remind everyone one more time that this week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, my great listeners of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart, Audible is offering a free audiobook download 
with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally use Audible almost every single day that I'm working because that's what I do when I walk around the city or go from the bus to the subway. Audible even works in the subway. It's fantastic. So the book that I'm reading now is called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Darren Hardy is the creator of Success Magazine. I'm only on the second chapter, but so far so good. I'm kind of liking it and definitely taking a lot of the stuff that he said and putting it into my own life. Uh, what I have up next on my queue, which is 17 hours of a book, yikes, is Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers, and that's by Dr. Robert Sapolsky, and he is the keynote speaker at the San Diego Pain Summit, which is next February. So I figure I should probably listen to that before I go and see him. And then the book that I just listened to was My Life on the Road by Gloria Steinem. Also, um, incredible pearls of wisdom from her, as you one might imagine. So if you like books like I do, and you have a long commute, or you walk, or you work out, definitely check out audible.com. And they're giving listeners of this podcast a free download and a free 30-day trial to check it out. Just go to audibletrial.com slash healthy, wealthy, smart. Thanks so much and enjoy this week's episode recapping the PPS conference in Orlando. Welcome. This is Sandy Hilton from Pain Science Podcast and Entropy Physiotherapy, and I am at the private practice section annual meeting with Karen Litzy. Hi. So welcome. I'm Karen Litzy from Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart, and we just got done listening to Gary Vaynerchuk's keynote speech on the very first day of the PPS meeting. And so today we're going to just kind of go around and ask people what is the biggest takeaway they got from his talk. So let's start. So uh, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Erica Mello, and I'm from New York City, New York. And Gary was awesome. And the biggest takeaway I got was when he said, treat your company like it's a media company first, and you will have outstanding success. And I think he's on the mark with that, because technology isn't going away. And what, what are you doing to fulfill that? Well, besides the obvious social media, I'm going to be doing a lot more video. Great. A lot more video. Great. So. Awesome. Awesome. Hi, I'm Don Levine from OPT Physical Therapy in Rhode Island. And again, uh, I think the, uh, the presentation was fantastic. I'd like to echo what Erica just said, so I'll have to say something different now. And I think that was that um, time is the asset. And so when we're looking at our social media and our reach to our consumers and our clients and potential clients, that we have to think about how we incorporate that idea into our social media. How do you see uh, yourself implementing that in your practice? That's a great question. I, I think I'll, we'll be bringing it back to a discussion for our whole group and looking at, you know, are we taking too much time when we're, when we're thinking about how long someone has to look at something, but also how to contact us, um, you know, what the problem is. So getting right to the heart of the matter as quickly as possible. Very cool. Great. Hi, this is Sarah Haig from Entropy Physiotherapy and Wellness in Chicago. 
Um, not to sound like a terrible copycat, but um, one thing that I took away and I actually um, made a note of this to tell my business partner Sandy uh, that basically who's a co-host. Here's by a the co-host. Way. I'm listening. That, we, that really we need to make a better job of um, pointing out that really what we're selling is time. It's convenience. It's it's making good quality care available when you want it and helping you save that time that you're not better. So to really make the point of to point out that finding the right care at the right time is going to decrease the time you're out of the game with pain. Um, Great. So that, and then as far as application, because I know Sandy's going to ask, <laughs> is, is that really is, is, is treating it like a social media company and also getting out there more with videos. We have some that the have been well-received. are wonderful. <laughs> some have been well-received, but really to get more topics and to find out more about what the audience is looking for as opposed to what we think they want to hear. How, how are you going to find out what the audience wants? San, uh, Sandy just raised raise her hand. hand. You can't see it because <laughs> we're on a podcast, but go ahead. Old school. So I am taking a, um, one of the Coursera online courses uh, right now, and the, it's a five-level uh, course through um, a social media instructor. And the thing we're doing right now is trying to use the metrics and the um, programs that are out there of finding where your market hangs out online. Mm-hmm. Because we have these ideas, like we want to get the moms in Chicago. Well, where are the moms online? Where do we push our information to them. I don't have the answer yet, that's my homework. Okay, I have a suggestion, if I can make a quick suggestion. Um, Maybe use a survey so that you can put your survey out over social media or to your current list or something like that. And in that survey, ask like, what are your biggest challenges to X, Y, and Z, whatever it is you feel, then you can get like your answers, put them into little micro buckets and then take those micro buckets and say, listen, we had 10 people that really want this, 100 people that want this, 50 people that want this. And then you can take that and really streamline your videos to exactly what people want. And right. then that's how you're going to get them. So and to meet I may the market. Su- to meet the market. So I may suggest yeah. surveys. I was just going to say, the other thing to look at is the mommy bloggers groups. And oh, maybe yeah, send those surveys to them. Yeah, yeah, And they'll, totally. they'll give you some great information because that's what they do. And actually, so we actually have an inside track. We, um, due to our $5 yoga classes, we have one that we actually arranged for moms after they drop their kids off at a local school. And so uh, a couple of those have been happy to be sounding boards. Great. As far as when we're developing things that, um, that might get their attention and fit their schedule. I think that's the other thing. When you're not a parent of a young school-age kid, you don't get the schedule, <laughs> the scheduling, the vacations. So I've been trying to hijack those guys when they come to the yoga. Nice. And, borrow their brains. Nice. Okay, so one more person yeah. kind of sitting at our in our talking circle. <laughs> the, the wild card, if you will. Um, my name is Mitch Babcock. I'm a third-year student at U- University of Michigan Flint. Um, I'm honored to even be sitting at the table, so there's that. But the, the one of the biggest takeaways I had was understanding your market that you're in, where their attention is going, and then what we're actually telling them. So if we do grab their attention, are we giving them something of value? And that brings it around to his closing point about jab, 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 right hook. Right? Deliver value, 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 and then close on it with the right hook if that's, if that's your sales, if that's bringing in new clientele. And so um, <clears throat> the takeaway for me as a student when I come out is how can I deliver value on a consistent basis to you know a new world, a new market, really. So I'm really interested in the Instagram platform. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it, those six-second short bit videos yeah. that really... Delivering some quick value to someone and then getting a return on that. Nice. So we need to really understand 
how we have to connect with our consumers of tomorrow, and we have to figure out how to connect with them today. How? So, social media. So, the things we, I think we struggle with, the old ways of connecting, and we really have to get with the technology. We have to be there. And so, I think we're making progress, but not fast enough. And especially as we want to transform society and really start being, you know, direct access, practitioners of choice, we have to be in our consumer space. The other thing I would say is we have to give the jab, 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 right hook. We have to value, 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 and then come in with the hook. And I think we hold back a lot because we don't want to give up our secret sauce. And we need to just get out there, all of us, collectively, and give value, 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 and then bring them in. Cool. Oh, wait. And what's your name? Where are you from? So I am Jennifer Green Wilson. I am in Rochester, New York. I am self-employed as a consultant, um, and, and I build business literacy and leadership in our practice, and I believe in our future. Hi again, this is Sandy Hilton. We are live with Karen Litzy at the Private Practice Section Annual Meeting, and we have cornered some very smart physical therapists in the back of the exhibit hall to ask them some questions about this morning. Okay, so the first question uh, that we're gonna ask is, what did you take away so far from this conference that you can implement immediately in your practice? So, so yeah, so what's your name, where are you from? Hi, my name is Tracy Sher, I'm from Orlando, Florida. And I'm a PT and I own a cash-based business here in Orlando. Great, so now what would you take that you can immediately implement in your practice? So I attended Iris Kimberg's talk and it was excellent. It was actually about business exit strategies in terms of selling later on. And what I found is that uh, what I'm doing now, some, I need to make some changes that I think will benefit me and my business a long time for a long time. So for example, I think an immediate change that I'm going to make is a name change of my business. So this is a, a huge aha moment for me that I'd like to make some name changes to my business and maybe even the business structure based on looking forward and ahead. Why would you change the name? Um, right now my name is, is my name, it's Cher, S-H-E-R, the last name, which is great and it's been wonderful in terms of a solo practitioner, but in terms of building a practice that's gonna, going to be more expansive and really have um, a, a, more of a sale quality at the end in terms of an exit strategy, if that's what I choose, it, it would be better to have it under maybe a different name that would be more appealing. So, great, yeah. great, very cool, so this, move. Yes, this is something to consider. I really, I've been thinking about it for a while, but just listening to that and then and hearing um, Iris talk privately as well, I really got the impression that that may be something I do. Great, thank you so much. Okay, so what was your biggest takeaway from Daniel Pink's talk this morning at the PPS conference in Orlando, Florida. First of all, what's your name? What's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? So this is Ann Wendell, and I'm the owner of Prana Physical Therapy in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, and I think my biggest takeaway was that we are all in sales, whether we realize it or not, which is something that I've thought a lot about and talked about. But um, it was just really cool to hear the way he was explaining it. And um, he had a slide of my favorite scene in one of my favorite movies, Glengarry Glen Ross, about always be closing. And just kind of getting us to think about um, 
not only taking the other person's perspective when we're trying to make a sale or to share our value, but thinking about what they're thinking. So it's not just an emotional process, but it's also trying to get into their thought process and find out what their goals are, what are their expectations and things like that. So I thought that was a really, really great point to take home. Sandy? Um, when he, he redid the ABCs from that movie, do you remember what they are? said them enough times. He said um, 412, he said, <laughs> I think. Um, attunement. Attunement. Right. So attunement, um, buoyancy, which is like how do you keep yourself up in the ocean of rejection <laughs> that you might experience as an entrepreneur. And then clarity is being able to take the other person's perspective into their thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And also I think taking, especially in the PT world, complex physical therapy, uh, jargon and and words and being able to clarify that not only for our patients when we see them but for our potential customers or our potential clients because if people don't understand something they're probably not going to buy into it so the more we can clarify it the more they're going to buy into it when I I thought that that tied in really well to last night's talk about putting a stronger presence in social media because if you have a nice clear well-attuned message it's going to have a lot more leg Yes, and so, and he made another point that was really good about um, we're getting people to trade what they value, which is their money, for what we're trying to educate them that they should value, which is what we have to offer, which is helping them with their health and their well-being. So we have to understand there's an exchange of money and energy and all sorts of stuff happening there when we're talking about exchanging what we value and what they value. Sure, sure. Well, he also talked about the um, taking the perspective of somebody else where, versus taking your own perspective, where he had us put the E on our heads, and, and also the people who were the most powerful looked at everything from their own perspective, and you should really sort of be in the middle. He talked about the um, introverts and the extroverts and the ambiverts, and the majority of the people in the room were probably ambiverts, whereas we're not one you know, at, at either end of the spectrum. And, you know, it's interesting just to put yourself in the patient's shoes. I don't think we do that enough. So empathy? Uh, empathy, yeah. Is the bottom line? Yeah. And, and just to define being an ambivert <laughs> is someone who is sort of in the middle of that extrovert and, and introvert, and that the ambivert is a person who is usually better at sales, statistically right, no. speaking. Yeah. So just so everyone... Well, and that. the cool thing that he kind of got out with that was that ambiverts understand how to either dial up the sales mm. part of it or dial it back down to more of the thinking and the quiet and the listening. And so that's a big skill because we always think of the extroverts as being the ones who make the most sales, and that's not necessarily true. I think you need to kind of scale that to whoever's in front of you and how they're presenting, which is exactly what we do in our treatment. Right. So why don't we do that with our businesses? And to tag on to that, I think the other part that I took from that is we always think to make that sale is to actually always dial it up. Right. So it's, it's Which that, that's necessary. the only way. And I think what you're saying is it's actually important to address and understand when to dial it down or to bring it yeah. up as opposed to just always dialing it up to be that sales guy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just being able to read people. I mean, some people will respond very well to that dialed up behavior and a lot of people won't. And I think that's where experience comes in and being around people and, and, and just knowing how to be a, a person. <laughs> a human being. Yeah, I mean it's true, right? Just yes. knowing how to be a person, and I think it's a it's a skill. And it, luckily, it's like just like when we strengthen muscles, I think it can be strengthened with practice. So definitely. Yes. For 
good segue with Michael Frontes. I'm a human being, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Frontes. And so. she'd like to sing at this point. So let's No. Okay. I can't oh, wait, wait, wait. We have to we have to introduce because we are, we're everybody so introduce yourself quickly. I'm Jessica McKinney, a physical therapist in the Greater Boston area. Hey everyone, coming to you live from PPS in Orlando, Florida. We are poolside and it's November 12th and for this New York City gal this is amazing and I'm trying to soak it all in and right now we are asking the question of what did you what were your biggest takeaways from both keynote speeches Gary Vaynerchuk's speech from last night and Daniel Pink's speech from this morning so first uh, what's your name and where are you from my name is Jerry Durham and I'm from San Francisco California so what were so, your takeaways? So my takeaway, Gary Vee, really, you know, a couple things, really two big things. Quit advertising marketing like it's 1991. Um, people don't respond to the same things they did back then. You've got to move forward with that. And the other big one is that we're all media companies providing physical therapy service. That mindset was just brilliant. So again, we're all media companies providing physical therapy. So and, thinking about how to market and sell yourself. And how how are you going to use that in your practice? Um, just uh, re-examine what avenues we're using right now. You know, mm -hmm. we're using Facebook. Um, you know, Instagram. He talked a lot about Instagram and the value of Instagram. Mm -hmm. So probably going to look at how to use that, how to actually um, use that to engage more people. So that yeah, again, that that's my personal takeaway. Uh huh. And what about Daniel Pink's talk from this morning? Uh, Daniel Pink, uh, I love Daniel Pink. I've read all his books. Um, really, the takeaway, there were a few things. You know, those last five points, which I didn't write down. Wait a minute, I have a picture. But I wrote down, those were really the big things. And it was a lot of, uh, I'll tell you what the takeaway was, is that we assume way too much about what people are motivated by and how to engage people and how to get them to change. Um, and really that's the success of what we do is getting people motivated to want to work with us to actually sorry not to want to work with us to want to change and make the changes they need to do to achieve their goals with us so really the big takeaway was we assume way too much and we need to read more of his stuff um, and see how we can better engage our customers yeah I agree and what did you think about you know he had his ABC's yeah. so he had um, it was attunement, attunement and it was buoyancy and clarity. You got it. So how do those ABCs fit into physical therapy? Well, I, I think the biggest one personally is that attunement, mm -hmm. the ability to step out of your shoes and realize, and you know, what do we call that? We call it empathy. We call it empathy. Yeah, we call it empathy. So really that, that really, um, that attunement thing I think is a number one. Um, yeah, I, you know, it all fits, but really, if it, to me, it could have just been A. Um, and as long as we put ourselves in other people's shoes, then we're going to be successful once again. Yeah, Getting I, them to engage. I agree. I agree. And if you can put yourself into another person's shoes, then that buoyancy and that clarity should flow right in. Yeah, right. Exactly. So right? it, it kind of, yeah. So it always seems like when there's a list of three things that there is one that's more powerful than the rest that actually drive the rest and yeah. for that I, I agree yeah exactly. I agree well thank you so much for stopping by the pool 88 degrees out 88 degrees it's November 12th I'm a happy gal happy gal thanks so much thank you Karen
Sandy, be gentle. So as we, always gentle, as we, uh, as we continue our tour of the exhibit hall here at Private Practice Section, we found another absolutely wonderfully willing you're participant. Kind. You're yes. kind. Tell us, what have, you, what have you encountered so far this week that, that you're going to use in the clinic? But first, what's your name and where are you from? Yes. Steve Rapicelli from Hocassin, Delaware. Excellent. And what have you, what have you picked up so far? Well, I think uh, one of the takeaways that I'm going to use immediately is I have to schedule out more time to think. Nice. So, so as a, uh, a physical therapist and an owner, we're all pulled into treatment mode because that's what we're good at. And I can go back to my office tomorrow or Monday, and I do have a full schedule of patients, and I could do that the rest of my career, but I'm more valuable sitting and thinking. That's the most important um, role you have as a business owner and a private practitioner, is to sit and think. If you have uninterrupted time, does anybody have, does anybody have uninterrupted time more than five minutes? No, Pro- probably not. not. Make it. That's right. Can you imagine what you could do if you sat uninterrupted for two hours and just thought? That'd be great. We could all just go out to the pool and implement this. That's a we good idea. We can implement it right, right now. now. Well, think, think about it. You yeah. do have the power to do that. And where did you learn this from? My father. No. <laughs> I, he, he did say it, but I thought he was stupid back at the time. That's because I was dumb. Um, but, you know, you just come to the realization that here I am. I decided to not pull my phone out, not check my emails, and just focus on what I'm hearing in front of me right now. And when you do that, it's like all these kind of creative things come out of your head. If you would just be quiet enough. Very How's that? Nice. Unplugging has great power. Yes. You, go, you can edit that any way you want. How about that? That was great. Okay, so we are here. It's day three of the PPS conference. And uh, Sandy Hilton and I have been going around and uh, asking people, what is their biggest takeaway they've gotten so far from being at the conference? So go ahead. Hi, I'm Eva Norman. I'm a physical therapist and private practice owner from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I have a practice named Live Your Life Physical Therapy. We are a medical mobile wellness practice um, that offers in nine counties throughout the Twin Cities um, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech language pathology, acupuncture, massage, personal training, uh, dietary services, and health coaching. So really excited to be here at PPS to learn obviously how we can take the business to the next level. But one of the things I wanted to share with you all as far as what I thought was a really good take home for me, I just recently hired an advertising company to redo my website because we're actually rebranding. We will no longer be Live Your Life Physical Therapy. We're actually rebranding to Live Your Life because as you hear of all the different services we have, it's far beyond physical therapy. We're very excited about this opportunity, but I have spent, guys, countless hours and money trying to do the whole SEOs, and granted, I've done the blog, the social media, but my gosh, I just found that it's far more cost-effective to hire someone that knows what they're doing and look for those individuals that have worked with healthcare companies and that know their stuff and that research your company and that come to the table trying to interview you, not you interview them. And yesterday, I just went to this amazing course that really helped me have, like, next week where I'm actually meeting with them, again, for our our part two, because I literally just hired them a month ago, but... um, now I have very intelligent questions to ask them as far as how do I get my SEO as, you know, boosted? Like how do I get my Google rankings to improve? But I can actually have an intellectual conversation with them and really, um, you know, push them to like give me ideas and also probably 
um, really take advantage of that time to really come up with probably the best website for us because we're you know I we're a, we don't have a brick and mortar we're completely mobile so the website is essentially our storefront so and, and I'm sure many of you would like to reach out to many people out there so I can't stress enough hiring the right firm and really doing your research with that because it'll come back a million times back great advice so listen don't waste if you don't know what you're doing your time is money your time is valuable so have the people in there that do do it right the first time it may be a little bit money up front but you're gonna save it in the end right absolutely 100% yeah. and if you guys honestly want to reach out to me I'm happy to share my website and even the firm that I'm using and so forth because let me tell you I've spent hours looking for these folks and so I want to save you time and so that you can obviously go to a person that already knows what they're talking about and um, my uh, my email is eva.norman, eva.norman, N-O-R-M-A-N, at liveyourlifept.com. And there you go. Hi, I'm Sandy Hilton. I'm from Entropy Physiotherapy in Chicago, Illinois. My biggest comp takeaway from the private practice section annual conference in Orlando is that we need to talk to each other to figure out how we can help each other move forward as a profession of physical therapy. I had perhaps my best time out at the pool, not in a conference session, but with some other private practice owners and we compared what we're doing and what we need to be doing to grow in the future using all the, the information we got from uh, all of the keynote speakers and the sessions that we had been to as to how we can implement that in our practice to increase visits and um, decrease stress in our clinics. Uh, it was so cool. It was very much fun. I loved it. I can tell you my actual Hey, so I am here at PPS. This is the last night, so we're in the bar and we're kind of asking people what their final thoughts were on the conference over some drinks. So I am here with Ryan Kleps of Strive Labs. And I'm wondering, what was your biggest takeaway from Daniel Pink's talk, which was on Thursday night, Thursday morning? So my biggest takeaway was that um, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, most likely you are in sales. And it's critical for you to kind of think about it in that context and understand that no matter what you're doing, you are likely persuading somebody. Um, and to understand mostly their headspace, if anything else, right? So like get outside of where you are, get into somebody else's headspace, understand it and be able to um, influence them in that way, I guess. And what are, so are you an introvert, an extrovert or an ambivert? I thought, before the talk, I thought I was an extrovert, but now I feel like I'm an ambivert after hearing the talk and understanding sort of what the differences are. That's good, so that's some good self-awareness. That's, that's what will probably make you a better leader. So what do you do at Strive Labs? How will that talk change what you do at Strive Labs? So I think that's tough. Um, I guess one of the biggest things, I was always, I'm always afraid to approach people in a sales manner, right? Even though, I guess, because, I don't know. 
do you feel like you'll be like the used car salesman? Exactly. That, that was always my fear, was going at somebody and having them perceive me as a used car salesman because I'm a young physical therapist and I feel like I have something of value, but to just go up to somebody, like I'm standing next to Sandy Hilton right now, right? And so to go, up to, some, to go up to somebody like Sandy Hilton and be like, Sandy, I have something that's going to change the way you practice, I, it seems scummy, right? But just to be able to go into it with her headspace and be like, Sandy, what are your problems in your practice? How can I help you solve those problems? It kind of reframes the way that you're going to go ahead and go into that conversation. And that's a, that's a whole different conversation other than you're doing this wrong, but how can I help you do this better? And we all want to be better. Right. And, and maybe the conversation should be, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to patient engagement in your practice? Exactly. Versus multiple challenges, what's your biggest? Mm -hmm. And then you can then say, you know something, this is something that I might be able to help you with, can I tell you a little bit more about it? Yeah. Exactly. And then everyone's going to listen. <laughs> right. So that's a great way to go about it. And if that's something that you can get out of this PPS conference, then I think that's a big win for your company. It's a big win, yeah. Huge win. Yeah. My name's uh, Aaron Malloy from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. And my biggest takeaway is the relationships that you build here are you develop new ideas and you think outside the box. So it's understanding basically what other people do and developing those relationships so that you progress your practice. How is it going to help your practice? What are you going to do next week that you've learned? What are you going to implement? So I'm looking at developing a new strategy to create patients out of the patients that I have. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at creating a wellness piece so that the patients continue to grow with me as I develop and discharge them. So if I discharge them, I'm going toward basically developing that extra step and that, that person down the road uh, so they come back and, and uh, see me later. Good. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Yeah, and my name is Scott Hebert. I'm a physical therapist from Somerville, Massachusetts, and uh, I also run a small software company. Uh, that deals with patient called, called Strive Labs. Uh, that deals with patient engagement, and uh, that's really exciting to hear because uh, I think a year ago, uh, what we were hearing from a lot of people is they weren't really understanding patient engagement and, and relationship management. But it's been amazing to see what's happened in about a year, and now uh, all of a sudden, there's a lot of people who care a lot about uh, the concepts of patient engagement, patient retention, patient acquisition. And uh, that's, that's really exciting to see how that change has happened over a 12-month over a period. Well, and the biggest thing is you want to you treat these patients so that they, you're your PT for life. So when, when, you, when you engage them in different ways throughout the plan of care, uh, they come back to you in the end and they say, you know what, I have a sprained ankle, what can I do about that? Instead of going to the doctor and creating that, that plan of care that creates the MRI, the X-ray, um, you know, you really start to be that primary care for musculoskeletal injuries. Amen. High five. Woo. And so if you have your quote-unquote patient for life, how do you then engage that patient for life to refer you to other patients or to other possible clients for that sort of for life situation. So is there a 
way. Is there something specific you do to, to kind of make that happen? Yeah, it's all about understanding patient loyalty. So again, satisfaction, big takeaway. Satisfaction is an expectation, but patient loyalty is, is not so much. So using tools like the Net Promoter Score to really understand loyalty and then use that understanding of loyalty to try to say, hey, these are the patients that are most likely to drive new customers my way and uh, understanding how to do that at scale. Is really it, start, it starts from the beginning. You have to engage that patient from the beginning. The initial evaluation has to be, you know, you have to engage that patient and tell them why you're going to be their advocate throughout this plan of care. And, and, it, and it, it, it draws on that, that uh, national, the NPS score. Exactly. So. And as one Jerry Durham always likes to say, right, it's all about selling the plan of care. Right, sell that plan of care, understand how to get a patient to buy in on what uh, the product that it is that you sell, and then from there, I think it's uh, once you can make that happen, it's, it's easy. And, and you know, in the end, they're not a, they're not just a uh, patient; they're a customer because they're they're looking for that value, and when they have the value, they come back to you and they understand that you're going to do for them what they need. And and a lot of people are paying for uh, you know healthcare these days, and uh, it's understanding that. You're giving them the value that goes beyond what they're really paying for. So. Well, in the end, I, the way I look at it is, in the end, that client or that patient, however you want to refer to them, becomes part of your extended family. So they're part of your, your physical therapy family, if you will. And I find that once that person feels that they're part of your extended network and your family and, and your inner circle, perhaps, that that is when you will have that patient come back again and again. Like when your patient, when that, if you have a client that you've seen for a period of care, you haven't seen them for a year, and they get injured, and the first person they think about is you, that's when you know you've got a good thing going. Right, right. No, it's all I, about the loyalty because when you develop that loyalty with that patient, they in, in the trust that they put in you to develop that next plan of care and understand that they're not gonna they're not gonna go down the wrong path. They're not gonna get the MRI that costs two thousand dollars or a thousand dollars, whatever it is. They understand that you're gonna develop what they need, and that's, that's important. Yeah, I mean, more than anything else, yeah. I think we're in the business of building relationships, right? We think we're in the business of treating patients, uh, but it really, it's all about building relationships. And uh, once you can build that relationship, and you can let an individual know that you are the person that's going to help them meet the goals that they want most efficiently, then you've got that. You're exactly right. I mean, that's, that's that family.